You have reached Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey, a ministry and podcast of the Discover Young Adults Ministry at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. We meet at 945 on Sunday mornings, and we have small groups all throughout the week. We are located at Preston Road and Highway 635 in North Dallas. My name is Jacob Hawk. I'm the Young Adults Minister and the host of this podcast. It doesn't matter if you are single, dating, if you want to be dating, if you're married, if you want to be married, or if you're divorced, or if you're trying to figure out at what stage of life you are passing through. At the Discover Young Adults Ministry, we want to help you discover life, discover love, and discover the Lord. If I can help you or serve you in any way, or if I can pray for you, please email me at jacob at pressandcrest.org. Well, I want to welcome you back to Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey. I hope that you had a great week this last week, and I pray that you have a very blessed week and the week to come. In the Discover Young Adults Ministry at Preston Crest on Sunday mornings for the month of June, we are focusing on a study of how we got the Bible. I asked our young adults in the ministry to submit some ideas for topics they would like to hear more about this summer, And I received some wonderful suggestions. And for the month of June, I've combined some of those suggestions into a study of how we got the Bible. In August, we're going to be talking about dating and relationships. In September, we're going to be talking about Christians and culture. In October, we're going to talk about some confusing Bible conversations. Uh, But for the month of June, we're focusing on how we got the Bible. And this first lesson and episode of How We Got the Bible is going to deal specifically with the New Testament manuscripts. I've learned a lot in this study preparing for this month, and there are some really important questions that are frequently asked that do get discussed and acknowledged in a study of this nature. One of them is, how did the Bible come together? Or, how do I know that the Bible is reliable? How do I know that the Bible is complete? To really study how we got the Bible, you have to address these common concerns and questions. And what we're going to do is we're going to spend four weeks, or for the podcast, four episodes, dealing with these questions. Specifically, we're going to look at New Testament manuscripts, textual criticism, Uh, the restoration of ancient manuscripts, and then the last lesson will be on the actual compiling of the New Testament canon. If you're interested in learning more about this, a great study resource is the book How We Got the Bible by Dr. Neil Lightfoot, who was a former Bible professor at Abilene Christian University in Abilene, Texas. Dr. Lightfoot was a great scholar, but he also writes in such a way That makes it very practical and, in my estimation, very interesting. But for this first lesson on New Testament manuscripts, how did they come to be? There was obviously an evolution of writing materials throughout human history and the progression of mankind and civilization. What's interesting is that the Old Testament, and then when you get into the New Testament, but especially the Old Testament, mentions all of these different writing materials. And it's consistent with the evolution of writing materials with mankind. 
Much of writing began on stone, and obviously we have an example of writing on stone with the Ten Commandments in the book of Exodus. Stone is then replaced by clay. The prophet Ezekiel is told to write on clay in Ezekiel chapter 4, verse 1. Clay is replaced by wood, which we read about in Numbers chapter 17. Wood is replaced by metal. Metal is replaced by papyrus. But then papyrus is replaced by parchment. And when parchment comes on to the scene, parchment kind of gives rise to the Bible as we know it. And what's interesting is when the Apostle Paul is in prison writing the uh, pastoral epistles, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, Paul tells Timothy that he wants Timothy to bring to him his parchments on Timothy's next visit so Paul can do some more writing. In fact, the majority of the most reliable surviving New Testament manuscripts were written on parchment. But as I said just a moment ago, parchment gave rise to the birth of the Bible as we know it. The word Bible is from the Latin word Biblia, which means the books. Before the Bible was put together in the form as we know it today, each book was in an individual scroll rather than one large volume. And with the advent of the parchment, a term called the codex was now possible. With a codex, pages were glued together front and back, and they were sewed with seams, where all of the books could be combined into one large book. If you're listening to this and you don't go to Pressing Crest, I live in Dallas, Texas, and just a few miles away from Pressing Crest is SMU, Southern Methodist University. At SMU, there is a large school of divinity called Perkins School of Theology. And just a few weeks ago, on display at the Perkins School of Theology on the campus of SMU was the oldest Old Testament codex known to man called Codex Sassoon, which recently sold for close to $50 million. But this idea of having a codex of gluing the pages together front and back and sewing them with a seam gave the ability for all of the books to be put into one large volume. In fact, it's estimated that the scrolls of the book of Matthew and the book of Acts could have been anywhere from 32 to 35 feet long. Now imagine being in a synagogue or in some of the early church gatherings and someone saying, would you turn to Matthew chapter 12? That would have been much more difficult in a scroll than it would have been in a codex or a Bible like we call it today. It's also fascinating that all of the New Testament books were written between the years A.D. 48 and A.D. 100. It took 52 years to write the New Testament. We estimate it took over 1,490 years to write the Old Testament. The Bible was composed in three main languages. Languages, The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Aramaic, Aramaic composed parts of the Old Testament and the New Testament, but for the majority, the New Testament was written in Greek. Aramaic is kindred to Hebrew, and after the Babylonian exile of 586 B.C., Aramaic became the main spoken language of the land, in the area of Palestine, and it was the main spoken language during the days of Jesus. 
Neil Lightfoot, in his book, How We Got the Bible, makes some really fascinating observations. He says that in Palestine, professional scribes were responsible for the writing and copying of Hebrew documents. That was their job. They would sit down and very carefully copy these manuscripts letter by letter, word by word, line by line. He would go on to say in the next page that the earliest copies of Christian writings were probably made for the local church by some member of the congregation. As the number of Christians grew, it was necessary to have more copies for new converts and for translations into other languages. We know from the book of Acts that by Acts chapter 5, the church has grown to be 5,000 plus people. So it would have been a very slow process of copying all of these manuscripts to make them widely dispersed for the church as it was growing. This is another reason why we believe that when Paul talks about the perfect coming in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which would inevitably uh, give the purpose for the ceasing of speaking in tongues and prophecy, we believe that perfect referring to the Word of God. There needed to be some supernatural ability for people to understand the Bible who could not yet have the Bible as it was still being copied and dispersed because it would have taken a long time to have all of these manuscripts copied by scribes or by members of churches so that Christians could have them in their possession. And we think that the Bible's fully compiled around A.D. 100. Neil Lightfoot goes on to make the statement on page 32 of his great book that we would not have a Bible at all without the amazing work of the scribes. So as time went on, there were many different manuscripts circling among mankind for the New Testament. But as years have passed, experts in textual criticism and New Testament manuscripts have ways to evaluate their dating and their reliability. Many of the New Testament surviving manuscripts have dates inscribed in the corners uh, from the scribes. Textual critics can also estimate the dating of manuscripts based on the columns and the spacing. That's easy to understand, as if you look at a book written in 2023, it looks very different than how books were published in 1955. People wrote differently as time went on. But they argue that the very best way to determine dating is by the two categories of manuscripts, unseals or minuscules. Unseals, which account for approximately 615 of the remaining New Testament manuscripts, are dated back to the 3rd century. They were written with capital letters. They were unspaced. But unseals by far are the most reliable New Testament manuscripts. Unfortunately, they are also the least abundant. The minuscules, on the other hand, account for approximately 4,600 of the remaining New Testament manuscripts. They are dated to the 9th century, so 600 years after the unseals. They are written in cursive rather than capital letters. They are less reliable, but there are many more minuscules available for people to view. And so unseals are given the most attention for their reliability. They have been copied throughout centuries to widely disperse the Bible. As I finish this today, I'll give you a very neat story about what's called the Sinaitic Manuscript. 
This goes back to around A.D. 550 at the St. Catherine's Monastery, which was near Mount Sinai, where Moses received the Ten Commandments, hence the name the Sinaitic Manuscript. There was a New Testament scholar by the name of Constantine von Tischendorf, who made three trips to St. Catharines in the years of 1844, 1853, and 1859 in hopes to discover these ancient manuscripts. By divine providence, on his last trip, he uncovered an entire New Testament manuscript. He took it with him, and he transcribed it in a motel room in Cairo, Egypt. It was later purchased from Tischendorf by the British Museum, who purchased it from the Russian government, for $500,000. And that was back in 1933. So you can imagine what kind of money it would be worth today. According to Neil Lightfoot on page 51 of his book, How We Got the Bible, the Sinaitic Manuscript is the oldest complete manuscript of the New Testament that exists today. And many of the variations that you will find in New Testament translations today, whether it be a different word or a different phraseology or a footnote down at the bottom of the Bible that sometimes this word has been used, really the gold standard is the Sinaitic Manuscript. If scholars and translators can go back and see what the Sinaitic manuscript originally said, they believe that would be the most reliable translation or most reliable manuscript available today. I know this is a lot of information. It may have been a little bit like drinking through uh, a fire hydrant, fire hose, but I hope that you'll stick with us as we continue to go through this study of how we got the Bible. Our next episode will focus specifically on textual criticism. As always, I hope you have a great day. I encourage you more than anything to keep your eyes on heaven. And we look forward to being with you next time. God bless. God bless.